Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land on which the Sin HQ and studios stand, the Wawandri people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. I do want to introduce a little guest that we have on here, Marzi. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very excited to have him on. Uh, Kid Haran's anticipated return to music is been sensational and it's come with a, a really cool single don't be shy uh featuring squid janini um and we're very very excited because we're, we're hopefully getting some more stuff in but kid is with us um over the phone here hi kid her on i'm well how are you guys good 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 thanks for joining us it's a pleasure to have you Welcome. um Thank congratulations you. a on the new single and we're very excited for the eps to come as well yeah me too uh, so <laughs> glad. We're glad, we're glad, we're glad you're excited. <laughs> we're stoked that you're excited as well. Hey, um, having a production style that blends so many genres of soul and electronica, we we sort of really wanted to know uh, first and foremost because we we had noticed um, when doing a bit of research that there's been a bit of comparison to uh, you know like Frank Ocean and Serpent uh, Serpent with Fate. Um, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. We really want to know who your creative influences are in music, particularly when it comes to making tracks like Don't Be Shy or the EP to come as well. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, I guess the, the comparisons are, that's what I generally get told by people who hear mm. the music I make. It's not necessarily influences that I'm drawing upon. Sure. But I guess I've, I've got an interesting. What do I? What do I draw upon? I guess um, I'm a big fan of like old school soul artists and, and kind of like '90s and early 2000s R&B music as well, which is kind of like the era I grew up in. Right on. Yeah. And so I think that stuff just comes through. I'm I kind of just like not intentionally drawing upon any one specifically when I'm like in the recording process, although. I guess I was listening to a lot of like Kalela. Oh yeah, um, great record came out I, recently as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been rinsing that a bit, but I think just that kind of blending of electronica and her kind of jazz and R and B vibe was kind of a nice world that I felt like maybe was similar to things that I kind of wanted to move towards, especially for like this record. And then listening to like. Not that you could probably hear it in the EPs, but just in little ways. Um, just stuff like D'Angelo and oh, and like the Isley Brothers and, yeah. um, and you know, I think that's kind of like shit I grew up listening to. Yes. But, oh, and like, you know, just like Erica Badu, stuff like that. Right? Yeah, sick. So right. it's, it's not when necessarily it comes, yeah. the, the modern artists that, uh, exist within that same sort of sonic realm as you, but more so what mm. they would have been listening to themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I just think, um, you know, the music I enjoy is kind of like timeless kind of soul and R&B. Oh, and also, I guess there's a bit of, I, I kind of touch on a bit of like rapping, which is a new kind of like territory for me 
because it's just kind of like stuff I think is fun to do. But I think when I was like, how do I, how do I rap? Like, what is my style? And I, I would just like do a bit of a rap on a track or, or whatever, or, or give some ideas. And I was like, you know, that kind of sounds like Timberland. And it's interesting to think that I'm not trying to do Timberland, but that's maybe just like an influence. Cause I was like, you know, he's so prolific in a lot of the music that I was listening to sure. back in the day and still now. But, um, but that's definitely an influence that I think I was like happy to hear and then be like, let's lean into that more and just see, you know, that kind of feels natural to me to kind of have that a flow like that. Yeah. And, where it goes with yeah. the modern interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you're also yeah. working with a lot more, um, uh, not necessarily a lot more modern influences, but you've got a lot more modern like equipment and ways that music gets yeah. made nowadays. Very different to that sort of style of that time. It kind of gives you yeah. more of an option in in terms of like flexibility and where you go with it. Yeah, I also was trying to just. Um, I guess it's. I was experimenting with how far I could push Kid Heron into. You know, there's a, a, a bit of pop sensibilities with a bunch of this stuff too, and, and that's new territory for me too. And just kind of trying to push the boundaries of how Kid Heron is, like where Kid Heron is in music and how, you know, the music I make, like, yeah, what, what, are, the, what are the boundaries and where can I go with it and what can we explore? And it's, you know, I don't think I'll make this kind of music. I'm already kind of envisioning an album to record. Um, after these EPs are released and and that will be an interesting kind of it'll be interesting to see what the approach is but I don't necessarily think it's going to be super electronic heavy or super poppy but this was definitely a fun kind of body of work to infuse all of the things I wanted to try yeah before I have to kind of solidify anything or like why do I even need to solidify anything because I you know, it's kind of just fun to to make music that's kind of scary as well because, you know, doing lots of different new things that I haven't done before, especially like mm. listening to some of the singles I've released in the past. So, yeah. Yeah, that creative Mostly expression definitely comes yeah. through. There's definitely that air of experimentation to this latest single mm. as well, Don't Be Shy. It's definitely a slightly new sound for you. So is that kind of where that came together was, was the aspiration to make something that was Push different to what you'd been doing yeah. to this point? Don't be shy is an interesting one because I wrote the uh, I originally was asked to pitch some vocals um, through a label for one of their artists who like provided me with a track and then I had pitched this like vocal idea which is essentially what Don't Be Shy is but they didn't take the I didn't end up getting the getting put on that track but I still had all the vocals stems on my end and so I was like oh I've got a full song worth of like vocals just with no with no track or instrumentation so I just brought that into I showed my producer Moses Carr who's based here in Melbourne and I I was like I've got this and I really think it's like a solid idea and so we essentially imported all the vocals into a new session and then created a track around it and it kind of just came came about in a day it was kind of the quickest thing we'd worked on and it you know kind of started with i think just some like a drum track and then and started working on some percussive elements and all of a sudden it kind of had this like semi-reggaeton vibe to it which was interesting i feel like it was a fun way to 
write because usually I'll like demo something up with, you know, I'll do a demo. I'll yeah. produce like a demo and, and it'll have like instrumentation and a general idea. And we were kind of like reverse engineering a song based off a vocal, like the melodies and harmonies and everything was kind of there. So yeah, it was, it was very cool. It's interesting to have and, something already be fleshed out with mm, a whole like context attached to it mm, and then recreating the context around your own sound. Yeah, kind of wrote it. The, it the, the production side of it and the instrumentation stuff, like it kind of wrote itself. And Moses and I speak a very similar language working in a studio. And I think we have a really good working relationship where we both draw influences from the same kind of places and so that, yeah, it was just very easy. It was probably the easier one that we'd worked on. Hey, um, it's funny you said that actually, because I think yeah. talking about your, your the way you've collaborated with Moses and on, on that sort of project, um, obviously this, this news track you've got, you're working with Squidgenini on the track as well. Talk a yes. little bit about uh, what it was like working with them and, and where that sort of came together and, and how you guys work as a, as a duo. Okay, so I had that track, it was all mixed, and then I had approached Bella Squigianini, who's just a good friend of mine anyway, and I said, I really would like you, like, I, I feel like I need maybe some other vocals as BVs on a track if you, like, I'll just send you some things, and, and I had this idea for her for another song, and then she heard Don't Be Shy, and then was like... I actually think this is sick. I want to be on this one. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool, you can be on this one then. So it was just like, you know, I sent her a bunch. Um, and then I think in like a day, she'd sent me back just a bunch of BVs and we'd rearranged those and put them in. But I've known Bella Squigianini since about 2018, I think. And she came and played a show for me for... I met her through one of my best mates who Mm. was drumming for me at the time. And he was like, oh, we should get Bella in before she was Squishinini to play for this one decor island headliner. I was, I did at the curtain. um, (laughs) Yeah. I think 2019, which was like huge. And I was like very nervous about it. And then we just like, we worked very well together and we've been friends ever since and just been very supportive of each other's music journeys. And I think it's awesome that I got, I secured her on the track because I don't know if that's um if anyone else can say that you know yeah that's no, very that's dope. sick. That's Ma- Marcy, <laughs> she's hard to pin down, but she... I also think like she's one of Australia's most underrated and most oh, genius sure. artists. I just fucking love her so for much. sure, for sure. Yeah, um, Marzi, I, no- I noticed you chuckled a little bit at the mention of the Ooh. corner hotel. Game. Yeah, yeah. I was just having a little laugh. At, um, it just feels like a nice full circle moment for you guys. It, it sounds like really sweet. And and we're yeah, going to talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, the the live shows and and stuff that you've done as mm. a live performer as well in the next yeah. uh, talk break. But for now, I kind of wanted to focus in a little bit more about. Uh, you mentioned that "Don't Be Shy" is a single that's going to be part of a series of EPs that are coming out soon. Um, yes. Are we expecting <laughs> any more features as well? What what else can we expect on these projects? I've got a few more features. Um, just I like to keep it all within, like like my music circles, kind of like a close-knit, really supportive community of friends and a few features I have on, I think there's two other features. And one of those is with my friend Oscar Kisang, which is cool. Um, I've sung for them 
a bunch doing backing vocals for Oscars shows uh, over the past few years, which has been a lovely kind of reciprocal music relationship and also Oscar used to be my housemate. And it's just nice that we worked on a few tracks just as a jam. And then Oscar sent me like an email being like, Hey, I remember these, I found these. And then they put out like a, one of them as uh on on their last ep i think last year but it was like slowed down and dropped down a a few octaves or whatever and then i was like i'd actually really love to release this as a track that just is you and me for like on this ep because i thought that would be like a dream to be able to share some some music I needed to fill out like these EPs and, and we, I'd heard that and I was like, damn, that's like so good. I really want to put this out. So that's, that's one of them, which will be on the second EP. And then another feature I have is with one of my most closest music friends and just general friends, Amy, who I used to play in a band with called Joseph Liddy and the Skeleton Horse. She's such an incredible singer. <laughs> That's a wild name, name, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> like a Honestly, I played in that band for many, many years in Sydney, and they're just like my family. I love them so much. It's like an eleven-piece big funk disco kind of fusion. Run me through yeah. that name again, just so we can get some of our listeners to 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 write. Joseph Liddy and the Skeleton Horse. That's very. If funny. you haven't heard of this band, you should definitely hear of them because they're one of my favorites ever, ever, ever. You know, I just what? love everyone I've played with in that band. I was gonna say as well. You know what? Since we're actually still kind of hovering around the topic, it would be worth talking yeah, yeah. about what your experience has been like as a live performer and and what that has done for you as a solo artist now moving forward, and and how the band dynamics operate a little bit differently to. Um, the dynamics that you do now in studio, working with these people that are still long-standing friends and peers. Um, what what was that kind of process like transitioning over into the stuff that you do now as Kid Heron? And what was that process like back when you were doing it as well? Like, how, how does this all feel for you? Being more of a solo artist now, making my own music as Kid Heron, I guess you kind of just like thrust into it, it's a, it's fairly solitary and it can feel quite isolating at times when I was in a singing, I, I do a bunch of like session work and backing vocals for other bands. And that always feels really supportive. And I actually really love doing that as a standard because it's, it just feels like, you know, you're not alone in it and you're, I, I really love contributing to the success of my friends in their band formats and, and what they do, you know, cause I love and believe in them. But um, I remember just cutting my teeth in Sydney over about a decade playing gigs for, in bands, especially for Joseph Liddy. That was like a, a big, you know, school. Like I kind of just like learned a lot, played hundreds and hundreds of shows. And that felt like I think that band really brought me up into the industry and made me feel very secure in like playing shows and it's just such a lovely community vibe and and then kind of like moving into solo stuff it's just like you know all of a sudden you have you're responsible for yourself and you know responsible for other bandmates and having to make stuff happen and Mm. and so it's definitely different it's definitely a different experience and i'm just grateful that i've made a bunch of really close friends and we all support each other and kind of get by and you know the industry it fluctuates so 
there'll be times when there's a bunch of work and there's times when there's not. And it's just like, you know, you got to keep yourself motivated. And I'm just grateful that music's always kind of been like therapy for me. And so I naturally feel inclined to making it. And then I honestly think I don't, I wouldn't play shows if my friends who play for me and believe in me didn't urge me to do so. I do it more so because I have that support. Mm. And then without that, I feel like I'm like, how do I do this alone? You know, it's kind of, I, I really feel very grateful that I have I think um, that's people cool. to lean on that can be so supportive. That's quite interesting, I think, generally, because mm. I feel like so many solo artists do feel that sort of, especially ones that shift out of working in a band or working in a group or working amongst a team, often feel like they're a little bit more isolated when they're working on projects on their own or with just a single producer. Um, to, so to say that even despite being a solo artist, you're still having the sort of support network around you is, is quite refreshing. Um, and I think even just to add to that, at Soul Food, we, we love having discussions around what fans of the genre can do to support local artists like yourself. So we would also yep. love to know if you yourself have felt supported by creative bodies in the mu- music industry at large, particularly as an artist working in soul, R&B, so the, you know, that, that sort of genre. Um so, you know, like, do you feel that? Additionally to that, has that, have you felt like that support has perhaps shifted as you've gone into a solo artist capacity mm. as well? I think the support kind of comes and goes, but I also think that that responsibility is on me to be providing kind of the material mm. for bodies like music bodies or, you know, radio stations, you know, whether it's like Triple J or if it's, um, you know, other, like if I'm applying for grants or whatever it is that, um, you know, I kind of think the responsibility is also on me to be like, to have a solid product to, to give them the confidence to know that they're supporting, um, an artist who knows what they're about as well. And that's taken me a little while to figure out. So, um, I have felt supported. I have also felt like, uh, maybe as a R&B and soul kind of focused artist that um, that it's still kind of uh, a realm that's growing in Australia and it mm. hasn't always been so. So I remember like, you know, when I put out my first single ornaments, that was taken, that was like, I got some Triple J uh, support straight away for that. And that felt really supportive. But then I started mm. experimenting in other ways, like with music, like I, I like a, a song I've got called Ha and um, a few other ones, which I kind of moved out of this, like, I guess I was kind of like pitched as like a neo-soul, a new neo-soul mm. artist, which I wasn't necessarily like aiming at personally. But I guess that at the time in 2018, 2017 was kind of like, Becoming a genre that was oh yeah, was it was it was definitely in the zeitgeist more present sure. yeah, um, and so I think by the nature of like me wanting to just experiment with where I like to make music or how I like to sound or what I want the music I like to sound like, maybe it's also been a disservice to me to that it hasn't always meant that music bodies or whatever it is that they know how to. Uh, to categorize what I do yeah, yeah to categorize me because mm. I don't feel like I make a very like I guess I call it alt R&B just as a way to tell people like kind of what I do generally but 
But even you then, know, as, you, like, as yeah. you state, even then, you, the, the, the level of influences you get from and the influences that you pull from tend to mishmash and create something that isn't isn't even like you know i'm sure your alt r&b sound might not sound similar to um moses's alt r&b sound or frank or ocean's Choker, or, yeah, 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 so, yeah. Doing things recently. yeah so it's yeah. it's it's alt r&b but with the influences that each of you have in and in, input into your music it's still different there as well so it's hard to categorize an artist like that yeah. i think um yeah definitely Especially as a genre is working on defining itself, because uh, like Australian neo soul is such a new thing too, that mm. that is like really been pushing a bunch of other new things behind mm. it, and so those mm. things are still kind of working out exactly what they look like, and that can be a little bit confronting to to curators actually as somebody that can speak personally on that mm. of like where, how do I yep. how do I work this into a playlist? Where what does this fit next to? Right. But I'm glad that the that you're still receiving that support nonetheless and there's still people that are looking out and, and wanting to hear what you have to say. I think it's the nature of the beast, you know, like especially I don't feel like I make, like I feel like I make uniquely, like uh, like I get told that I sound quite unique or that like, you know, I don't really fit into just like R&B or whatever it is. So I don't think I'll ever really fit a mold that's like able to be categorized. And I think that's also just a part of like the ethos of what I, you know, of Kid Heron is, is to be a little different. Um, and that's just because of my own sense of musical taste and the things I like to hear or how I want to play with sounds and stuff like that. But yeah, it just comes with the territory because mm. You know, if you're making new music that people haven't necessarily heard before and it doesn't, it's not pop, it's not really R&B, mm-hmm. it's not really any of these things, then it's, you know, then it's kind of you're creating your own genre in a way. And yeah, I guess the support's kind of come and gone and it, it just comes in waves and it just depends on like when I'm releasing. If I'm not releasing anything, it's like I I shouldn't expect that there's going to be that support yeah. and, you know, there's a bunch of work that I have to do to be able to to meet you know, in the middle as well. But I mean, like, you know, Q Music, um, I've, I've got put on the Big Sound 2023 lineup. Mm-hmm. So very that's exciting. awesome. And that's like, yeah. And, and that was a huge surprise because I honestly just like applied being like, well, what's the harm in applying? And then, for sure, you know, I haven't released anything in a few years. I think the last thing I released was like a self-produced EP in 2021. Um and I haven't really been playing any shows lately. So, yeah. you know, I guess it was nice that they'd seen the the application and the, the, like what I'd pitched and heard the music and, and, you know, believed in it enough. And Yeah, well, hey, that's exactly what a, we're talking about. They're showing faith yeah. in you 100%. Yeah. No, it's, it's very, very exciting. And um, obviously you mentioned that you haven't been playing too many live shows recently, but... Um, just as we wrap up here, are there any sort of upcoming yep. gigs and shows people can sort of look forward to from you? And sort of, I guess, we'll give you the floor. Where can people find you online and that sort of thing? All right. So you can find me online. Um, I guess if you want to support the music, Bandcamp's always a good option. So mm-hmm. that's just Kid Heron at Bandcamp. And then I'm on digital streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, all of those things. My main place that I will let people know what I'm doing and where there are shows are just on my Kid Heron Instagram. And then shows I have coming up, 
The first one that I've got locked in is for Big Sound, and I think there are general admission tickets if anyone's in the area in Brisbane. Um, and outside of that, I'm kind of working on putting together a little band so that we can play some live gigs, which is so exciting because I have a bunch of friends. Very, with very so, exciting. Yeah, sick. Yeah, some of my favorite muso friends who I'm so inspired by and uh, I feel so ex- so successful in their own right. Uh, people who are like, yeah, let's make a band. And I'm like, this is this is so cool. This is so sweet. So I'm just kind of like in the process of, of trying to organize that and there will be some shows. But I will announce all those things on my socials if people want to know more. Um, so that's a, to be announced. Amazing. To be Amazing. Kind of a process, yeah. Very, very exciting. Well, make sure you go and follow him uh, at Kid Heron on Instagram. Um, and check out his uh, music as well. Kid, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, just before we, we go, uh, we want to throw yep. to you, actually, to introduce this next track, if you don't mind. Uh, all you got to do is just tell us uh, who it is and where it's uh, uh, what what it's called, and that's pretty much it. I can tell you, I can give you a hint as to what the next song is. It's it's one of your ones with, with Janini. Um, so I'll <laughs> leave that to you. Uh, if you want to take it away and, and throw us to this next song, that'd be sick. This is Kid Aaron, and this next song you're going to hear is called Don't Be Shy featuring Squidgenini. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. And you're listening here on That was a podcast made by young people from Sin. You can find more Sin podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or at syn.org.au.